<laughs> Welcome to Dominion Sonship Live once again. Ah, oh, praise God. Praise God. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And, um, oh, praise God. It's always amazing. And I, I, I think I'm the most amazed of, of, of the entire universe. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to these Sunday morning messages and really the utterance that, that comes forth and the lead that comes forth every time and every time it is, it is such a stretching moment for me to step out and to utter that which I perceive he's communicating to me every time it is, it is truly, it is, it is a walk of faith and, 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 um, in the call that he's bestowed on my life, this is the stretch that I undergo. It's this, it is to do with the deliverance of the utterance. And each one has a mighty calling of God. And, and each one of us is required to live by faith because as I have been teaching over the last at least couple of weeks for sure, but really the, the entire Dominion Sonship message is about dominion and it's about overcoming. And what we're really perceiving over this last little while is that Faith is the most glorious moment of overcoming. And that when we hear the just shall live by faith, it is, it is a true delight to us because what he's communicating to us is that there's only victory for you. <laughs> the just shall live by faith equals, draw an equal sign, the just live in victory. The statement that just shall live by faith means you live in victory because what has overcome the world, 1 John 5, 4, right? Even our faith, our faith has overcome the world. And so we've been looking at that particular verse in, in 1 John 5, 4. Let me just read that. And um, I am again stepping and believing that walking is made available for me on the water. Glory be to God. And so I pray for, for uh, an opening of ears and eyes to see and hear and, and an impartation of the Spirit to communicate strength to not quit, strength to not give up, strength to continue in this overcomer's walk, strength to believe the Word of God, strength to believe the Word of God, not the Word of man, not the Word of the circumstance, not the report of the world, but strength to believe the Word of God. Do you know strength is required to believe the Word of God? Yes, and we're well equipped by the Holy Spirit. Mighty strength lives in us now, Christ, the hope of glory, to be able to believe and to walk in faith by faith and to overcome all things through faith. In John, John, first John, I'm going to first John. I'm going to first John and the Lord changed the title right before the camera went on. And my title for today is he who overcomes. He who overcomes. He who overcomes. I say, yes, that's me. Because he overcame. Yes, that's me because he overcame. Yes, I overcome. Now, yes, yes, indeed, I overcome. Yes, indeed, I'm an overcomer. I'm God's overcomer. Glory be to God. I'm an overcomer. Glory be to God. In 1 John 5, 4, what we've read, at least for sure, the last two, three weeks we've been focusing and we looked at some of the words, just go back uh, it really opened up to me this exposure of faith 
with the the message fate overcomes the scene he woke me up with that statement in the middle of the night and after he'd really impacted my spirit man with that message and um and then last week i spoke about absolute victory as as i'd been meditating that last previous sunday fate overcomes the scene message um absolute victory was formed like a capsule of a summation of that fate overcomes the scene and so now today i have he who overcomes and so first john 5 4 says for whatever is born of god this is your confidence that you are born again, child of God. Do not ever lose sight that you are born again. You're not just mere flesh and blood. You're not a haphazard sort of a, a situation in this world that is born and dies. And because you believe in Jesus, you move to heaven. Glory be to God. And that's that. No, 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 no. Your life has been planned out. Planned out to know the living God. Planned out to walk in the purpose of the living God. And that comes about. That comes about through your new birth. It can only be fulfilled in this new birth. To become a child of God and to walk out the perfect plan for your life. So whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, the Nike, the Nike. This is the victory. This is the conquest that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith. That's pistis. That is a divine persuasion. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who, he, who is he who overcomes the world? But he, take note, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. He who overcomes is the one that believes to the very end. That Jesus is the Son of God. He who overcomes is the very one that has been born of God and continues to believe to the very end that Jesus is indeed the Son of God. And when you believe that Jesus is indeed the Son of God, you only then can walk in this dominion, in this might of power, in this overcoming conquest that you have in Him. Only when you believe that He is truly the Son of God, because when you believe that He truly is the Son of God, you will not be shaken, you will not be moved, because all you see is that cross of Christ where he was scorned, where he was marred beyond recognition, where he, he really suffered the wrath of God, where he became sin. So we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is where he became the accursed one. Because curse is everyone that is on that tree. It's what the word of God says. Curse is the one that hangs on the tree. So you and I, you and I now by faith, so you and I now by faith believe. Believe that he is the son of God. Believe that he did indeed die. Well, he came, he walked earth, performed miracles, went about all the regions in Galilee and Judea. Preaching and teaching and healing all, healing all. He is mighty healer. He, the word made flesh, is your healer today, yesterday, today, and forever, and does not ever change. What is your confidence? A 
of deliverance today. He, the word, made flesh. What is your confidence of victory today? He, the word, made flesh. And so when we say, when John writes what the Holy Spirit is communicating to him to write to us, who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. is when you believe, he overcome. The same thing is true in the opposite camp. When you believe the bad report, you will be overcome. When you believe the naysayers, you will sink. When you survey the mesmerizing false reality of the world, you're not going to make it. And that's why we cry out for fear at times, because we have spectated the wrong things. Last week in Absolute Victory, I spoke about from Matthew 14, 22 to I think 36, Jesus walking on the water. And they thought he was a ghost in the middle of the storm. And there it said, what was more powerful? What is more powerful? The word of Christ that said, go to the other side. He urged them. He told them. He made them go to the other side, the word of God says. There was a forcefulness in that he urged them. He made them go to the other side. And that's what the word of God is. It is a double-edged sword. It's not a mild little... Uh, Suggestion. This word of power has dominion. The way it is uttered and spoken and revealed to you, it will take you to the other side. But don't you be deceived to think there'll be no opposition. There'll be great opposition. Ha! What is that to a child of God that the word says has already overcome the world? What is that opposition? To a child of God. It's nothing. In light of me believing that Jesus is the son of God. Because when you believe that Jesus is the son of God. What comes to mind is, is John's writing again of the words of Jesus. In John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled today. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. And then he goes to say he's going to prepare a place for us. And that we know the way. That he is the way. That he is the truth and that he is the life. And when we've seen him, we know the Father. Therefore, fear not, my child, he says to us. So then in, in 15, in 15, 13, when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that makes us an overcomer, that makes us an overcomer, what comes to mind is John 15, 13. The love of God that never fails has been poured out in my heart today. So I will believe that he is the son of God, that he is a true demonstration of the love of the father towards me, towards me, towards you, towards us, to us, to us. 
He has shown himself as faithful and true. That's one of his names. Faithful and true. The word of God is faithful and true. And the faithful and true one, the word of God, Jesus, the son of God, tells us in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And you know what Paul tells us? That through that death, he reconciled the entire world to God. That the trespasses are no longer counted against us. And all that's really required is for us to receive, to believe, to receive him. So we made one through this new creation with God. We made one with the living God. Oh, we made one with the living God. What does an overcomer look like? What does one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God look like? Looks like an overcomer. Looks like being one with God. One with God. And we can go and say, if God be for us, and we're one with him, who can be against us? Ah, it's a laughing matter. It's a laughing matter. But I tell you, the insinuations and the conniving deceptions of the devil are so, so, oh, there's such an onslaught of those right now. Conniving. Knowing every weakness of our flesh. Familiar voices that are demonic incantations sounding so familiar to the old man. And that's why we got to reckon that old man dead, 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 and buried with Christ in baptism. And with his rising by faith, I believe I too have been raised above, raised above all things, far above powers and principalities, far above lies and accusation and condemnation. Because I know he loves me. Because I know I am born of God. Because I know I believe that he is truly the son of God. I'm an overcomer. I am an overcomer. You are an overcomer to the very end. To the very end. We make this resolute, resoluteness within us of a decision making. A, a, a. Oh, a persuasion of being unmoved from the reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory, that though the whole world be against us, oh, what, 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 say what? If God be for me. Do we believe what he says? Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Such a betrayal right now going on from carnal, natural friends. Friendships going belly up. Walk right through those. Keep, keep on keeping on. Keep on believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Keep on gazing on the author and the finish of your faith. Yes, yes, yes. Because he is our divine yes. Because he has said yes to us. Every promise is yes and amen towards us who believe. 
Why shift? Why hide? Why change and pretend you're, you're I don't know, pretend, I don't know. <laughs> Why pretend, whatever. Pretense. The reality is, I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. I don't pretend that I look like the world and I speak like the world. I don't pretend that I'm not a Christian. I don't pretend I'm not born again. So I can fit and be accepted by the world. But John tells us in 1 John as well that if we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Oh my, I've read this quite a few times. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father. I've made known to you his will for your life is not hidden. His will for your life is not destruction. It's not sliding back in the old ways. Going around the mountain again. Just like those Israelites. I mean, we just excuse failures of faith. We excuse it. Yeah, around the mountain. Rather than saying, I disobeyed God. I disobeyed God. Or saying, I haven't read the Bible in a week, two weeks, maybe a month. Or say, I really don't want to mind when you're because that's too difficult. I prefer to put on the telly. I prefer to scroll Instagram. I don't know. You, pre you prefer to do something else than be found in the word of God. And all of us face those temptations. All of us face those temptations. But he who overcomes, there is a great reward. And by faith, you have already overcome every temptation. No temptation has been given to you that is far greater than any other temptation anyone else faces in this world. But the word says God has provided the way out. Therefore, no excuse to falter. And you know, that's how I speak to myself. Because in verse 16, you did not choose me, Jesus says to his disciples. You did not choose me, Jesus says to you and I, but I chose you and look at this, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Appointed us that we should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. What is our appointment? What is the call of God? Is that we bear much fruit for the kingdom and that it remains. In John 16 at the very end, verse 33, Jesus says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me, in him, only in him, only in him, 
You may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so therefore, when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, we believe what he has said. That he has already walked this way and has already overcome it. Colossians 2.15 that we read and we broke down last week says that he having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Triumphing over them in it. And as I had read some lexicons and some scholarly uh, writings on this verse, one of the writers says that it carries a, a connotation it will never be forgotten. That which he has done, this triumph, is forever and ever and ever. And not only is it forever and ever and ever, but it will resonate in the devil's mind forever and ever and ever. It will never be forgotten by the devil. He knows he's defeated. He knows his time is short. He knows. Do you know that? Do you know that? How are we living? What are we under right now that we're supposed to be on top? And I speak as much as to you as I speak to myself. These are my own meditation, his conviction within my life. And you, you may choose to just check off and do your own thing. That's perfectly fine. But follow the lead of the Spirit. And I can assure you, his lead is always in triumph. His lead is always a forsaking of an old reality. His lead is always carrying the cross of Christ, which now has become your cross to carry. His lead is always in this narrow way. His lead is always the overcoming walk that is solely by faith. It might look a little different, your life situation and my life situations, but the word to you and to me is the same. Be an overcomer. Be an overcomer. Be an overcomer because you are born from the one who has already overcome the world. Be an overcomer. I was going to title this, Be Strong in Your Mind. Because the strength of this persuasion that we know is of the heart. As it's meditated what he's done for me. As I meditate the strength of this reality of Christ. The son of God that he is. My mind becomes persuaded. That's called mind renewal. And when your mind is persuaded, you can now bring down what, what does Paul tell the Corinthians? We read last week, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. We're in a warfare. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, our warfare, not death's warfare. Or so-and-so's warfare. Oh, she's too extreme. Oh, he's too extreme. Warfare. 
Well, this is what Paul tells me. He also tells Timothy. What does he tell Timothy? I had a note there. In 1 Timothy 1, 18. This charge, this command, I commit to your son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by them you may wage the good warfare it's the good fight of faith the good fight of faith is not with flesh and blood though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh that's why this new creation reality this revelation of the reality of who you are born again child of God is really overcoming assurance because you're born from above, you've already overcome them all, the lower realm. Spiritual warfare is really a strength of a mindset that is the mind of Christ. Not to be moved by accusations, condemnations, insinuations. Well, they said this about you. Well, they didn't say that about you. I wonder what they think about me. Oh, my dear, I don't think they think good about me. Whatever. Oh. What has God said about you? We just read some beautiful verses in John 14, 15, and 16. No greater, no greater love has anyone than this to lay down his life for his friend. He said to us, we didn't choose him. He chose us. Ha, 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 ha. He chose us and appointed us to bear much fruit for his kingdom, fruit that would remain. And the way now to be of good cheer. Ha, ha. Because he has already overcome the world. And we're his now. We're his now. We're right in the in the palm of his hand that no foe can snatch us out from. Stay put. Stay put. Stay put in the word of truth. Stay put. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. What does spiritual warfare look like? Pulling down of mental strongholds. Well, I think, yeah. Well, they said, yeah. Well, I feel. Mm -mm. He said. If God is for me, who can be against me? He said that he loves me and laid down his life for me. He said, I'm an overcomer and I'm going to make it. He said, I'm to endure to the very end. To be found faithful unto death. To the very last breath of my life. To believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He said, I'm to bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. 
That's how you bring down those strongholds. That's how you don't go back to the vomit. That's how you move forward. A mindset that is fully locked on the Word of God. A mindset that is of God, the mind of Christ. The weapons of warfare are not carnal. No psychology class, psychiatry session will bring forth triumph in your life. Will silence the commotions of the doubt and belief. The roaring waves and waves of Satan. The false roar you're going down. It's over for you. You've messed up too much. Beyond repair. Lies. Lies. Now you have a mandate to bring those down. How? Through this weaponry that is of God, that is mighty. What is this weaponry? Well, we can think right off the bat, the word of God. Double-edged sword. You got the armor of God. Truth. The gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, you go through the armor. You're born again. Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. This is the fight of faith. It's casting down arguments. And every Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, against that which God has spoken to you. God does not change his mind. He doesn't shift. Not shifting shadows with him. If he says, go forth, you go forth. If he said, you make it to the other side, go to the other side. You're going to have to go to the other side. And deny. The contrary wind. Hush it down. How? By bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Make that foul thing obey the word of God. Say what, devil? Ah, no, I don't believe that lie. And this is on a daily basis. This is not just once a month, every other Sunday, maybe the third Monday of the month. No, no. This is all the time, 24-7. But you're well equipped, you're well equipped to press through the crowd and to be found on the other side. All right, here we go. First Peter, and then I'll, I'll, I believe to move into the book of Revelation I've been talking about for the last two weeks. First Peter 1.13. The heavenly songs, glory be to God. The heavenly melodies, glory be to God. Triumph songs. Mm-hmm. We are of God and not of man. We are of God and not of man. We are of God and not of man. We're not shackled to the system of the world. 
We're bond servants of Christ. We are of God, not of man. First Peter 1.13 And how Peter had to learn these lessons. And he did. He did. But forgetting what was. Just as Paul had to. Therefore, he says in 1 Peter 1.13, Gird up, I love this verse. This verse has always spoken to me. This verse has always impacted me. And it just put a strong, a, a strong disposition within me to be found standing to the very end. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope Fully, what is your hope today of a better day, of another tomorrow, of a good day today? Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be found, that is to be brought to you, that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your hope. Your hope is the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ. The revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And only the revelation of Him being the Son of God can you have hope in this hour, in any hour. Hope that you will escape the tumultuous seas of the world right now and forever. Hope that you'll be found standing just like Paul was, having finished his race, having kept the faith. Knowing that now there's this, this, this crown of righteousness and the righteous judge will give to him. Because he kept the faith. And we too can have this confidence because we are resting our hope regarding that and everything else in our life solely on the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to look up this first part of this verse in 1 Peter 1, 13. Sandra. Mm -mm -mm. Therefore, the Strong's reads, prepare your minds for action. Prepare your minds from act for action. Now that word prepare here in the Strong's, therefore prepare your minds for action is in is in in um in brackets the part for action but prepare your mind that word prepare is i love this to gird afresh to gird afresh it also connotates an internal proactive power, meaning you make up that decision within yourself. You refresh your mind again. You bring to remembrance again who he is. Prepare is a three to eight. I gird up, brace up with a view to active exertion you know it's going to be a challenge but you're going to do it you're not pretending there'll be no challenges when the challenge comes oh i guess i, I guess maybe i miss god no you will be challenged but hey be of good 
cheer because he is overcome. Because he's overcome, you will overcome. A metaphor from the girding of the flowing tunic to prevent its hampering one in active work, meaning, meaning nothing to hinder you. If, if there's a flowing tunic that's wanting to hinder you, run, you, you, you tuck it away. You make all preparation for a speedy, unreserved, un, unhindered run with no reservation, with no holding back. Every sin that so easily entangles us, what do we do? We cast it away. I love that. You can take a closer look in that word. It's powerful, actually, that we're looking now to prepare your mind. And I love this word for mind. It's dianoia. It's 1271. Mind, disposition, thought, understanding, intellect, insight. This word is made of two words. You can look, look that up, but properly can be translated. Movement from one side of an issue to the other to reach a balanced conclusion. Full orbited reasoning. Cause take note the word, the word is dianoia and die is like a diameter, you know, and so it's like from one side to the other. Fully orbited reasoning, critical thinking, that me, that is dialectical thinking that literally reaches across to the other side of the matter. This word can be literally translated thorough reasoning incorporates both sides of a matter to reach a meaningful personal conclusion. Such full breath reasoning is essential to loving the Lord and our neighbor. It is also the instrument of self-destruction when exercised without God's light and power. Now look at this. Let's read this again. This word, this critical thinking, this, this word of the mind, this ability to be able to reflect all sides of the matter, the word dianoia, mind, disposition, thought, insight. I love how this, the Strong's breaks it down. Such full breath of reasoning is essential to loving, from the word agape, the Lord, and, and he looks at some verses here, loving the Lord and our neighbor. It is also the instrument of self-destruction when exercised without God's light and power. So carnal reasoning will kill you, buddy. <laughs> But the reason that comes from the mind of Christ, where you, you, you are walking in a situation and, and here the Holy Spirit starts flashing this verse and that verse and that verse. And then, and then, and then you remember your pastor or you just heard the Christian message and you, that comes to your remembrance. Well, that is to see the whole side. And when you behold this reasoning of Christ, you can walk out of every situation and everything is girded up and nothing is hindering the race of faith that you're undergoing and no challenge is big enough because you're surveying the whole landscape and out of the mouth of two or three witnesses he is disclosing his will for your life gird up the laws of your mind be led solely by the good shepherd not the carnal reasoning which here the strong so so well and so goodly, such a powerful way to explain it. 
It is also the instrument of self-destruction when exercised without God's light and power. It's also used of reasoning and speech between characters in, in ancient dramas, Greek dramas. But this word, deanoia, works to a person's own undoing when it operates apart from the light of God's word. How many carnal Christians sit down and reason with you? Carnal reasoning. And it's to their disadvantage. Ultimately, to their destruction. But when you sit with someone that is enlightened by the word of truth, and you hear communication that is infilled with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's enabling you to run the race without hindrance. And so, be careful what you hear today and every day. Whom you listen to. Because the word says in this last hour, there's many who's going to tickle your ears. But lead you astray. You can't afford for this run of race to be hindered. For a flowing gown to disturb you and hold you back. I hope that made sense. Be sober-minded is the second part to this verse. And that, of course, I love it. Uh, calm, vigilant, circumspect. Uh, it also is to abstain from wine, to be discreet. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. There is a grace that's given us. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is this grace? It's this overcomer's grace. When you know who he is and what he's done for you, you're very quick to disengage from the lower. Now let's go to, because it's of utmost importance right now and unto all eternity, the book of Revelation. I'll leave through some of the verses. I'll leave through some of the verses. And then in your own private moment, I'd recommend you spend some time meditating those because... This is the book of Revelation. I believe this is what we're living out right now. And when you read these verses, 1 Peter 1, 13 would really make sense to be vigilant, to be sober-minded, to, to gird the loins of your mind as a reproductive part of who you are. That which you think is not inconsequential. We read Paul to the Corinthians. That's where the warfare is at. That's where weaponry is made available of God and from God. For us to strip down every lie. Lest we be hindered and go into a carnal mindset and self-destruct. Carnal mindset is the biggest enemy. It's an enemy to God, Romans 8 tells us. Therefore, renew your mind through the word of God. Let's go Revelations 2.7. Mm-mm-mm. This is to the loveless church, the church in Ephesus, church in Ephesus. What revelation of a glorious church was given to them? The book of Ephesians. Don't ever get too heady with the word of God and lose your first love of the word of God.
Wow. Two mm. seven. Who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What was the title he gave me? He who overcomes. Here we, here it, here we see them so clearly to these churches. To him who overcomes. Is it important for you to overcome your moment? Is it important for you to, to, to take captive every high thing that's exalting itself above the knowledge of God? Is it important for you to bring every, every unruly thought to the obedience of Christ? Is it important for you to overcome in your mind? Yes, it is. Allah hinges on it. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To him who overcomes, and we look, this word has Nikki in it. Nikau. To him who overcomes. Let me just, since I made reference to it. The Strong's reads, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We have ear to hear today what he's speaking to us. To the one who is victorious. That word is nikao, which means conquer, overcome, to carry off the victory, to come off victorious. To the one that's coming off victorious. To the one that carries the victory of Christ. To the one that stands, he stands in this completed work of Jesus having overcome it all. To that one. To that one, what would he do? What would he do for him? I'll grant the right to eat from the tree of life in the paradise of God. To eat of the tree of life in the paradise of God. Don't fool around with the word of God. Don't fool around with pretense and thinking it's okay to live a lie. You have the Holy Spirit that will undergird you to take you out of every circumstance, but be willing to follow the lead. Don't harden your heart, don't stiffen your neck, thinking it's okay. The next one is in, in take note, right after the loveless church is the persecuted church. The church in Smyrna. And to that one, he doesn't talk about overcoming. To that one, the only one out of the seven churches, he doesn't talk about overcoming. Do you know what he tells them? Do you know what he tells this church, this persecuted church? In verse, at the end of verse 10, he says, be faithful until death. And I'll give you the crown of life. Be faithful to him and his word. You see, when you're an overcomer, you will be greatly persecuted. The enemy doesn't like an overcomer. And so that's why he says to them, they are already overcoming. And so what he says to them, keep on overcoming, being found faithful to the end. This is Christian reality. This is Christian.
Christian reality. This is the last hour. So he, there's no overcoming mentioned here in this church, to this church. Just be faithful until death. And I'll give you the crown of life. Well, verse 11 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. And so that's why, what I mean, why I, I felt he didn't keep saying, why I felt he wasn't commanding them to overcome. He's saying be faithful to the end. Because if you found faithful to the very end, you will not be hurt by this persecution. Because they are already overcoming. And because they are already suffering great persecution, he's encouraging them. You'll not be hurt by the second death. Because you'll receive the crown of life. And so now we move to the next one in um, verse 17. The compromising church. He who has an ear, let him let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden matter to eat. So here we see the revelation. This hidden matter is given to the one that overcomes. So you can't just live any old compromising way. And, and what revelation from the Word of God? You can't be just casual in and out of the Word. It says, to the one that overcomes, I'll give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I'll give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. The next one is 26. Actually, let's do 25. The corrupt church. Theatara. Here, verse 25. But hold fast what you have till I come. What is it that we're to hold fast? This faith that is our victory. Hold fast what you have. What we have is the faith of the Son of God. Don't let go of it. Of this victory that he's given to us till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Yeah. To the one that overcomes, I'll give power over the nations. Oh, I want to pray for the nations. But you're living any old way. Carnal reasoning. I want to pray for the nations. No. Mind renewal. And that looks like overcoming. Chapter 3, 5. This is the church of Sardis, this is the dead church. <laughs> that dead church. <laughs> uh. Wow. Verse um, 5. I don't want to get verse 5. Mm -mm -mm. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garment. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you live life here on earth. Yes. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father. And before his angels. Yes. Because when we confess him before men, he's confessing us before our heavenly father.
this word overcome, something I haven't mentioned until now, this Nikao word, 3528, that is to conquer, overcome, carry off the victory. The verb implies always a battle. It always implies a battle. The walk in the flesh, no war according to the flesh. Wage the good warfare. It always infers a battle. In case you think it's going to be a cakewalk, it's not. It'll be highly challenged, but be of no fear because if God before you, who can be against you? Uh, verse chapter 3, 12 now to the faithful church in Philadelphia, he writes, uh, He who overcomes, I'll make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. I'll write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I'll write on him my new name. He who overcomes. The promises of God are he who overcomes. To the one that's of good cheer. Because he knows what Christ has done for him. Verse 21. This is to the lukewarm church. Lodoshia. Verse 21. To him who overcomes, I'll grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. To him who overcomes. To him that is victorious to him that carries off the victory. No, we, 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 we think this victory is just for us. I want to be victorious. I want to look good. I'm a Christian. I want to have a good testimony. Really, it's Christ saying, I want you to be victorious. You have all provision to be victorious. Walk as the victory because I have conquered it all. God is looking at us. And encouraging us to be victorious. Because the one who overcomes, I'll grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame, as he overcame. And sat down with my father in his throne. The next one is Revelation 12. Well, yeah, 12. We know that one, 12, 11. And really matches what he spoke to the faithful church. Who here? Mm -mm -mm. Let's do verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. They have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down, fully defeated, tried over. By Christ, our risen King, and they overcame him. They overcame him. They were victorious over him. They carried off the victory. They came out victorious in the very end. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb that's been shed on the cross. Can I add? The word of their testimony of God before me, who can be against me? He said, be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. Therefore, I refuse the enemy to steal my joy. No matter what, I'm coming through, buddy. I'm coming through. To the very end, I'll be found standing for my God. 
So help me, Lord. May grace be given to me because my hope is solely based on the revelation, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at this third part that we like to slip off and not mention. It's what he spoke to the faithful church, the persecuted church, sorry, the persecuted church. And they did not love their life to the death. They did not love their life to the death. But they were, as he spoke to that church in Smyrna, be faithful until death. And I'll give you the crown of life. 15, chapter 15, 2. There's a reference there right before the, the seven bold judgments come through. Mm-mm-mm. This is real. I saw, I saw something like a sea of glass. Mm-mm-mm. Mingled with fire. Do you believe this? And those who have the victory over the beast, those who have overcome the beast by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, not shrinking back from the death. Those that stood their ground for God, those who overcame, those who kept the strong mind of Christ. who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, over his image and over his mark, everything pertaining to Satan, and over the number of his name, everything that connotates who he is. They were standing on the sea of glass. They were standing on the sea of glass. This is my reality. They were standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses. I think of loved ones that are there. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. He is the king of the saints. We are his saints. He is our king. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. Let's go to the very end, towards the end. 21, 21, I read from, mm-mm. From 5 to 8, but I'm going for verse 7. Now he who sat on the throne, it's about all things being made new. He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. (laughs) And he said to me, Write of these words. Write for these words are true and faithful. Write for these words are true and faithful, he said to John. And he said to me, It is done. It is done. It is done. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Fear not. It is done. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. I'll give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Freely he gives to us. 
Are you thirsty? Freely he gives. He satisfies all desire. Verse 7 though. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. He identifies himself with the overcomer. Have a mindset of dominion. The mind of Christ is dominion. Don't cower. Don't be afraid and don't pretend. Be an overcomer. Face it. Deal with it. Overcome it. Shut it down. Move on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ah. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, all liars. To lie, it's not mild. White lie, black lie, short lie, big lie. I don't know. They classify these things. God does not. A lie is a lie. It's not of truth. In truth, there's no lie. Shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. Thank God for the mercy of God that we're now found in Christ's brand new creation and are going to walk it out. And so let's finish the very last statement, the very last closing of this book divine, the word of God. 22, book of Revelation, verse 20 and 21. He who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming quickly. He's coming. He's saying to us, surely I'm coming quickly. Be like those brides that carry their oil full, their lamp full with oil. Amen, even so come, Lord Jesus, we say. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen, amen, we are done. Amen.